Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Shut up, Nancy. <laughs> Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that you out there in listener land know everything there is to know about uh, apparatuses or sp- sprung floors. Uh, I'm Rebecca. I'm your host today. Um, and this is one of uh, our new but continuing a series of Olympic sports primers. So today I'm going to turn it over to Nancy, who's going to tell us about gymnastics. Yeah. So Olympic gymnastics is uh, consists of three different sports, in fact. Uh, the first of which is artistic gymnastics. That's its actual name. And that's what we think of as plain old, quote unquote, gymnastics. This mm-hmm. is what we're mm. used to seeing. This is what Simone Biles does. Uh, it is comes in both men's and women's uh, individual and team competitions. Women's has been occurring since 1928. Men's has been in the Olympics since the very beginning. And for those who are watching for the first time or watching for the first time in a while, the scoring uh, involves two pieces. One is the difficulty and one is the execution. So it used to be this whole thing where we would talk about getting a perfect 10, right? You get a perfect 10 on your, Mm -hmm. you know, vault or whatever, or maybe, you know, you get a 9.8 from the Russian judge. Um, (laughs) That's no longer, well, it's only kind of a thing now. So the execution score is still out of 10, how well you did it, right? So that can be, mm-hmm. you know, a percentage, right? So seven points, or I guess a decimal 7.7 or 8.5 or 9.3 or, you know, if you're Simone Biles, 9.8, right? 11.4 on the exactly. scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> yes. So then there, that score, your execution score is also added to a difficulty score. And the difficulty score um, rates how hard the things that you were doing were, and it there's no ceiling on it functionally. So it can be, um, you know, it's just looking at different pieces and each of those have a preset rating for how many points they're worth. So difficulty in execution, this is true for the men and the women um, as well. Uh, the difficulty score is calculated by adding up values for the eight most difficult skills, like for example, in floor where you're doing multiple uh, different passes or multiple different skills, same on bars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the execution is out of 10. In 2009, the uh, FIG, which is the gymnastics governing body, made some changes to put a little less emphasis on difficulty and uh, th- then make the focus be a little bit more on perfect execution. Um, that's sort of a general thing. Events. Uh, So looking at the women first, there is the all around for team, which means you have a team of people uh, who compete in uh, women's gymnastics. It's four for men. I think it's five. I don't remember for sure. I have it in my notes, though. (laughs) Um, And you uh, compete on all of the different apparatuses. For women, there are four apparatus. For men, there are six and then the combined team score, you know, the best one wins. Is it, I genuinely mm-hmm. don't remember, is it one athlete per uh, event, or is it all four athletes do all four I events? think it is actually three athletes per event, so you pick oh, your okay. your three strongest because they in that your best Right, because they also bring specialists to compete on p- 
particular so like if your team is made up of three people who are uh you know or four people who are really good at three events but all of them are kind of weak on a fourth you might bring a specialist for that event and have them compete Mm -hmm. and then they are also in contention for the individual so each apparatus also does an individual event um so so you can have more than four on a team yeah you can okay um so, for example, Simone Biles, who is amazing and is the greatest of all time, except no arguments, <laughs> um, she is out of this world good at vaulting and floor. Mm-hmm. She is elite at balance beam and kind of not that great on bars. And by kind of not that great, <laughs> I mean she's like third best instead yeah. of the best. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, if you are picking people to compete on the bars for your team all around, you might actually pick the other three gymnasts just because they might be better. Um, I don't know that they're going to do that, but that's just a hypothetical. So the apparatuses for women include the balance beam, which is a small, thin beam. It is four inches wide. That's like this. I'm holding my fingers up very helpfully. Um, (laughs) It is very small via Zoom. It is less wide than your foot for most people. Um, Yeah, Uh, four inches, like the the width of the ball of your foot. Um, Raised from the floor uh, on a stand or a leg at each end. This is only performed by female gymnasts. The beams are usually covered with something. Uh, Originally, they were just plain polished wood, but they have been covered with leather or suede since then. Exactly. Um, And they are also now sprung uh, because the gymnasts have been doing so much more, uh, so many more difficult tumbling and turns. And so sprung means it has some give. So Mm -hmm. when you land on it, it bounces back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So you don't just break an ankle when you, the force of your landing. Helpful. Uh, Yep. So balance beam is one. Floor exercise is another. Um, Both men and women do the floor exercises. Um, This is also a sprung floor and it is considered an apparatus. Um, So one of the things that you will hear sometimes uh, in different competitions is like, I know at the... I don't remember if it was the nationals or the Olympic trials that I was watching, but one of them had a sprung floor that was a little bit bouncier than most of the gymnasts mm-hmm. were used to, which was making it hard for them to stick their landings because it was there was more bounce back mm-hmm. when they would land than they were used to. Um, they could get higher on some of their exactly some of could. their stuff, and then they yeah. But then there was more recoil when they landed, right? right. Um, provides more bounce, helps prevent potential injuries uh, to lower extremity joints uh, in particular. Uh, and this involves lots of tumbling. Uh, for the women, it also involves music and dance elements. For the men, they don't have, I know. It's, it's, sexist. it's have totally dance. sexist. Yeah. It's yeah. also kind of like dance in quotation marks. Yes. Oh, it's I mean. definitely dance in quotation marks. You're yeah. not wrong. Um, but, I'm also but that's mad what they're that called. The- I'm also mad that the boys get to wear like shorts or pants when they do this. So that's a new thing. And it's a rabbit hole. We're not going to go down. But the <laughs> German women's team has started wearing unitards um, <gasps> with legs on them. I it's love whole, it. It's a whole new thing. So Yes. We'll put a pin in that. Google the articles if you want to learn more about that. It's really cool. Um, the floor exercise involves tumbling. Uh, the men's also involves strength exercises. You will see them do these insane, what are called Japanese handstands, where you have your arms out real wide and you push yourself up into it. It's absurd. 
Um, women's floor exercise routines last up to 90 seconds. Uh, it's pre-choreographed. Scores are based on difficulty, artistry, demonstration of required events, and overall performance quality. The women also do the uneven bars, um, which are a pair of bars of different heights uh, placed apart from each other, but not too far apart, so you can jump from one to the other. Um, The uneven bars is, according to Wikipedia, probably Mm -hmm. the one that has apparatus that has seen the most radical change. Most elements from the 1950s and 60s bar routines are completely obsolete and never used. Uh, wow. Because they're too easy. Yeah, Others, I've seen those routines. Yeah. Where it's just a lot of like just yeah, yeah swing just swing around. Not many Other, releases and grabs. Sorry, go ahead. You're fine. Other elements, uh, such as once traditional beats and wraps, which was where you would just like reach from one bar to the other and wrap yourself around it, aren't possible anymore because as the tricks have gotten more complex, they've moved the bars farther apart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the fourth. Uh, apparatus that the women use is the vault. Uh, This is an interesting one, and the men also do vaults. This is uh, possibly the most dangerous because the accidents you can have it are the most severe, um, head and neck injuries, spinal injuries in particular. Um, And so this has changed. Uh, It used to originally be sort of like a sawhorse looking thing, which no kidding, you could hurt yourself on that. Um, And they've changed it to like a vault table, which is a very like swoopy looking sort of thing um if you see it in the olympics and it does seem to have helped reduce injury um there's a springboard involved uh, and the ways that vaults are named has to do with uh the gymnasts entry into them so that's women's gymnastics uh teams consist of uh the two highest scorers at the olympic qualifiers this year that was simone biles and suni lee and then two who are picked by committee, uh, Jordan Childs and Grace McCollum in this case for this year, and then uh, a specialist who is Jade Carey, uh, and Michaela Skinner uh, is a replacement athlete, which is, I guess, what they're calling alternates now. Um, <laughs> I am rooting in particular for Simone Biles because how can you not? Yes. Uh, also, Suni Lee is the first Hmong athlete uh, to go to the Olympics, I believe. Um, wow. So that's super cool. And yeah. this is the first time, as, as I recall, the first time that the women's gymnastic team from the U.S. has been majority minority. Hmm. So that's cool, too. Oh, that's very cool. Isn't it? So the men's gymnastics also does all-around team and all-around individual. They also do the floor exercise, which is a little different than the women's. It's shorter, 70 seconds instead of 90 seconds. Uh, and... Doesn't use because they don't have to do those dance moves, right? Exactly. I wish they uh, would. Right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, they also have the high bar, which is sort of you know the equivalent of the uneven bars, but um, only one. But only one. Uh, it's much higher up, uh, and they do similar sorts of things where they flip around it. They do big releases, uh, and then dismounts. Uh, They also have the pommel horse, which is possibly my least favorite (laughs) gymnastic event because there's just, I don't care who you are. Even the guys who are the best at it can't really make it look good, in my opinion. There's no grace or fluidity. It just always looks hard and 
dumb. <laughs> it's just it, my opinion. It also looks like you are constantly hitting your groin on things. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just putting that out well, there. Well, that's, that's no, all the skill totally is to put yourself in a position where you should be hitting I your groin a lot think and then to not do that. That's oh, exactly okay, it. Okay. I think that's, you got it in one, Rachel. <laughs> um, also, interestingly, this one favors a different kind of body type than literally all of the rest of the apparatuses. So it's often one that they'll bring a specialist for hmm. um, because it's much harder if you're a guy who's got really, really big arm and like side muscles for doing great things on the rings and on the floor. Mm-hmm. It makes it much harder to get your arms down to get around on the pommel horse, right? So the more you know. They also have to do the parallel bars, which I think is actually really fun to watch. Um, two parallel bars that are at head height, uh, and they do flips and forms and poses on those. And then the rings are possibly my favorite for the men's the gymnastics. Yes, yeah. they are called the steady rings or the still rings. Uh, and you have to hold yourself in different poses and do flips around on them uh, with as little motion as possible, and it all seems absolutely mind-blowingly mm-hmm. difficult. And the the thing that I remember from the trials is that you have to hold each position for two seconds, two seconds. for it yep. to count. So if you can't yep. hold yourself yep. up in a T on yep. bars and like stick your finger straight out seconds. for two full yep. seconds, mm-hmm. like I can barely look at that for two full seconds without hurting. <laughs> yep. That's correct. So the American team this year is Brody Malone, Yule Moldauer, Sam Mikulak, or Mikulak, I'm not sure which, Shane Wiskus, and Alec Yoder. Uh, and then there's an assortment of potential replacement athletes. Um, I'm particularly rooting for Yule because he seems mm-hmm. badass as hell and I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Sam, this is his third Olympics. He's a little older, quote unquote older. And he's been competing with a floating bone fragment in his elbow, which crap. Yeah. seems insane, but he's still doing it. So, so yeah, good that was him. the one name that sounded familiar. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. that, that's why. So the other two Olympic sports uh, under the banner of gymnastics, the first is rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics, which you've probably heard of. You're probably at least vaguely familiar uh, with. Uh, this is the one people like to make fun of. It's people dancing around with ribbons. I genuinely love rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> it's super cool. It's really super cool. Uh, it is a sport which, quote, combines elements of gymnastics, dance, and calisthenics. The gymnasts must be strong, flexible, agile, dexterous, and coordinated. And at the Olympic level, it is a women-only sport. Gymnasts are judged on their artistry, execution of skills, and difficulty of skills. This was added in 1984 uh, for individuals, and then uh, group rhythmic gymnastics was added in 1996. Uh, So currently you can compete individually or as a group. Um, And groups consist of five gymnasts, apparently. So the apparatus include a hoop, a ball, clubs, a ribbon, or a rope. Uh, difficulty is but evaluated. But not all at once. But not all at once, no. <laughs> that would be uh, amazing. I would watch that. Yeah, yeah just call that the all-around. <laughs> Similarly, uh, scoring execution is the degree to which the gymnast performs with aesthetic and technical perfection. Uh, And then there's a predetermined difficulty. Uh, Penalties are are taken, of course. Um, 
I don't know anything about any of the competitors, but they are Evita Griskenis, Lennox Hopkins, Wilkins, Wilkins is the alternate, and Laura Zhang, those are for the individuals. Uh, and the group is Isabel Connor, Camilla Feely, uh, Elizaveta Maranzon, Lily M- Mizuno, uh, Elizaveta Pletneva, and Nicole Sladkov with uh, Gergana Petkova as the alternate. You may notice there are a lot of sort of Slavic sounding names in there. That's mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also a lot of them from the Chicago area. So I'm guessing there must be a rhythmic gymnastics school there or something like yeah. that. Um And the last one is trampoline, which is a competitive Olympic sport in which athletes perform acrobatics by bouncing on a trampoline. These can include simple jumps uh, and or complex combinations of forward and backward somersaults and twists. Scoring is based both on the difficulty and on the total seconds spent in the air, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, This routine is marked out of 10 by five judges. Uh, with deductions for incomplete moves or poor form. The highest and lowest scores are typically discarded, and additional points can be added depending on the difficulty of the skills being performed. Um, those That score then plus the time of flight, or TOF score, which is added to the overall score after 2010, uh, which benefits athletes who can maintain greater height during their routines. Uh, this is this was added to the Olympics in the year 2000, uh, and it is competed in the women's individual and the men's individual. And we have... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining a team event in a uh, trampoline. Oh, that could be really fun. You, just, you could do synchronized trampolining, right? Different but, forms. Yeah, I, different. I, like... I think you'd have to do like asynchronous trampolining. No, because if you jump at the same time, you go higher. But if you jump at all yeah. two times, you cancel each other out. Yeah. I feel like this could be a whole thing. I just Somebody really who knows popcorn. physics, tell us which way it should go. <laughs> <laughs> so going to the Olympics this year, uh, one woman and one man, Nicole Ossinger and Alexei Shostak. And then Charlotte Drury is uh, the backup, I guess, for uh, women's individual. It seems like there's not a man's individual. So that's... Interesting. I was surprised there were so few. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're only allowed to send one or if it's only, you know, those were the only folks who were at the right level in the U.S. to go. We only I got know. one trampoline guy. That didn't seem I right. I guess. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Um, But it was really interesting. And I got to say, I've been watching the. So there's a lot more gymnastics under the FIG, which is the International Gymnastics Governing Body, than there are in the Olympics. Um, and I've been watching the acrobatic gymnastics world competition recently, and holy cow. I that's don't know like why that's... That's some Cirque du Soleil stuff. It is yeah. some Cirque like quite literally some Cirque yeah. du Soleil stuff. And I don't know why it's not an Olympic event yet. I, I need to look and see if it's planning to be, because um, it sure as heck should be, I think. But yeah, um, one of the main things to watch overall uh, is basically how good is Simone Biles going to be, which is, I mean, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so so there was a little bit, I'm going to use my last half minute here. Uh, <laughs> there was a little bit of a controversy because at the Olympic trials, she actually came in second, oh. very slightly to Suni Lee. But in order for that to happen, Suni Lee was basically perfect and Simone Biles had like a couple falls 
and she still <laughs> wow only just barely got beat and she wasn't even doing her hardest routines she was right. saving them for the olympics so like she's gonna come and blow literally everybody out of the water and i am yeah. so ready to watch it it's I'm gonna so be amazing ready. the end well thank you <laughs> thank you for that nancy and i am very impressed with your succinctness <laughs> yep that was a lot to cram into 20 minutes it was it was uh well thank you for joining us for this mini episode on olympic sports uh you can find us on instagram at foul puck podcast and on twitter at foul puck pod our website of course is foulpuckpodcast.net uh i am rebecca and we will catch you on our next mini-sode <laughs>